The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at five, a suspect in custody after a shooting spree in Mississippi, the small town where six people have been shot and killed. And right here, the challenge in so many Central Texas communities. Where's all that storm debris going to go? What Williamson County has in the works. And dry out there today, but will it stay that way this weekend? A look at the numbers and when rain will finally return to Central Texas. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush in tonight for Daniel Marin. At a time where child care is hard to find, some city invested programs are scheduled to run out of major funding soon. KXAN's Tahar Rahman reports what's being done to help more families find child care. It's not usually this quiet at the Austin Community College Children's Lab. But nap time means a little quiet time at this at-capacity center. We have close to 200 people on our waiting list, and we'll probably have about 14 openings for next year. The city recognizes that they're short on spaces like this. It's why they've been highlighting childcare access since at least 2017. So we checked in with what progress they've made since then. City council members have made progress on some 2017 resolutions, like partnering with Austin ISD for childcare and including childcare centers in city-owned or leased facilities, although there are less than a handful of those right now. In a committee meeting Friday, city leaders got an update on investments into early childhood care. There are about 22 programs on the list, but nine of them are federally funded with the money set to run out this fall or next year. I'm actively looking to find uh, stable sources of funding moving forward, and I hope to have some things to report on that later this year. Councilmember Allison Alter says a lot more work needs to be done, especially for infant and toddler care, something this child care leader agrees with. It's hard to tell families who are looking for child care how challenging it is to find it. Tahira Rahman, KXAN News. Looking in depth now, just last month, the Austin City Council voted to ease zoning restrictions for child care facilities with the hope of creating more affordable care options. The resolution relaxes parking requirements, allows more kids in facilities, and creates a new zoning classification for child care services. We are following a developing story out of Arca-Butla, Mississippi, about 30 miles south of Memphis, Tennessee. That's where six people have been shot and killed. A male suspect is in custody right now. The Tate County Sheriff's Office says the first 911 call came, them, came to them as a man shot and killed outside of a store. They say the suspect then shot and killed a woman in a nearby home, a man in another home, and yet another man in a vehicle nearby. Eventually, they say he killed a man and a woman in a home behind his own, and then police were able to take him into custody. This story is developing. We'll have the latest on that. Vice President Harris and Secretary of State Blinken are participating in the Munich Security Conference today. As Alice Barr reports, that's where world leaders are meeting just ahead of the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Vice President Kamala Harris on the world stage today at the Munich Security Conference, hanging over the global gathering, the approaching anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and heightened tensions over the Chinese spy balloon. In an NBC News exclusive, Vice President Harris telling Andrea Mitchell that while the U.S.-China relationship has not fundamentally changed. Surely and certainly that balloon was not helpful. The vice president saying the U.S. had to shoot it down. Because we were confident that it was uh, used by China to 
to spy on um, the American people. It comes one day after President Biden told NBC's Peter Alexander in another exclusive that, quote, I think the last thing that Chinese President Xi Jinping wants is to fundamentally rip the relationship with the United States and with me. Meanwhile, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky urging allies at the Munich conference to speed up military support ahead of Russian President Vladimir Putin's expected spring offensive. He can still destroy many lives, many. That is why we need to hurry up. Amid concerns over House Republicans' commitment to Ukraine's security spending, GOP Senator Lindsey Graham in Munich offering this assurance. I'm a Republican. I promise you there will be bipartisan resolve to keep the assistance going. Just today, a bipartisan group of House members urging President Biden to send F-16 fighter jets to give Ukraine an upper hand against a sustained and brutal assault. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Closer to home, thousands of runners are in Austin this weekend for Sunday's Austin Marathon, the Half Marathon, and the 5K. The runners started picking up their race packets today at the Palmer Events Center. Now, from the Austonian camera here, you can see some street closures already taking place. I don't know that we have the camera in the right spot to be able to see that at the moment, but Congress Avenue will be closed between 7th and 11th Street starting at 7 o'clock tonight. And that's just the beginning of closures in and around downtown through Sunday afternoon. We've got the marathon course and the full list of street closures at KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. You kind of squint your eyes and tilt your head. You can see a South Congress <laughs> on that Austinian camera. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Clouds and radar not showing us much. We squeeze out a lot more sunshine than what models were anticipating. But hey, you will never find a complaint from me when it comes to more sunshine. Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hill. We look gorgeous, right? That's a blue sky we've got on top. Temperature-wise, we could do better in this department. It's a little chilly out there. We're talking 40s and 50s for most. 15 getting 54 in Austin. Upper 40s to low 50s out in the hill country, which is kind of where we were at yesterday at this time. I mean, 2 to 3 degrees, I don't think you're going to notice that. You don't notice the difference in your temperatures until Sunday. So we've got one more day of this tomorrow before the warmer, more comfortable weather returns. But if you're doing anything this evening, it's Friday night. Maybe you've got date night plans. Temperatures are going to be on the chilly side here. We are going to be dropping from the 50 to the 40s. Eventually, those 30s will follow overnight. So coming up in your first morning forecast, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that it's likely going to be another widespread freeze tonight, the exception downtown Austin, but everybody else will get down to 32. It's a quick flip in the weekend weather. We go from the 50s to the 70s. It's a 20 degree warm up just like that. You love to see it. I've got your weekend forecast for you and next cold front already in view next Wednesday. The return of some cooler weather just slightly and a little more rain. The details coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, Kristen. See you in a bit. Well, security video shows the train that derailed in Ohio had a problem with one of its wheels beforehand. Take a look. Video from a business in Salem, Ohio shows sparks and flames coming from one of the wheels as it passed by. The, as it passed by. the NTSB says this video points to a mechanical problem with the train.
train well before it derailed about 20 miles south and on the tracks in East Palestine. A controlled burn of hazardous chemicals in derailed cars sent a huge dark toxic cloud over the rural community, forcing thousands of people to evacuate. Despite repeated assurances that air and water testing has shown no signs of contaminants, some around East Palestine are still skeptical and afraid to return to their homes. Early next week, the state plans to open a medical clinic in the village to evaluate those who are worried and assess their symptoms. Today, five former Memphis police officers charged with second-degree murder after the beating of Tyree Nichols appeared before a judge for the first time. All five wore masks, so it was hard to see their expressions as they stood before a judge. Their attorneys entered not guilty pleas on their behalves. All five officers are charged with aggravated kidnapping in addition to second-degree murder. Another hearing is scheduled for May the 1st. So many people still waiting for debris removal after our ice storm. The other concern, many places that are taking it are now full. One possible solution that's being tried in Williamson County. And it was a boom to remember in the Rio Grande Valley Wednesday. What NASA is now saying about a meteoroid that flooded emergency lines with calls. And what the EPA is promising to do next month to ensure more Americans have access to safe drinking water. A new state law in Missouri gives prosecutors more power to correct wrongful convictions. Coming up on NBC Nightly News, hear from one of the first to benefit from this change. Lamar Johnson spent nearly 30 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. Do you have resentment or bitterness for the three decades you no, spent in prison? Because despite all that, that, that went wrong and that happened to me, a lot went, went, went right. And that's why I'm here today. So I have that to be grateful for. I looked at it like, you're in prison, and then if you try to hold on to that hate or bitterness or anger or whatever it is that you're feeling, and you bring it out, you're just trading one prison for another. And so just let it go. You know, that's, that's the best way. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, why it is so difficult to overturn convictions even when the evidence is clear. NASA has confirmed reports that a meteoroid made entry near McAllen on Wednesday with radar and other data indicating that meteorites reached the ground. NASA believes the meteoroid was about two feet in diameter and weighed about a thousand pounds. In the Rio Grande Valley, hundreds of panicked calls flooded emergency lines asking about the loud boom. Several law enforcement agencies put together searches to see if they could spot it. Police and Mission even deployed a drone to try to get a sky view of what fell from the sky, but no luck. So far, there are no reports of injuries or property damage. And anyone who actually finds a suspected fragment from the meteorite should contact the Smithsonian Institution, which collects them and studies them. They study them despite the title of myself being a meteorologist. No meteor study. I'd, I'm a little closer to the surface here. Pollen count from the last 24 hours. Not a whole lot of change. Mold still at medium cedar, ash, and elm, all in the low category. Hey, we got a big game at the Moody Center tomorrow. UT taking on Oklahoma. We're talking men's basketball on the way out you're going to want that jacket in the 40s and make it a burnt orange jacket talk more about your weekend forecast after the break this kxan news podcast is brought to you by shelf genie i'm rosie newberry from kxan studio 512 considering replacing your kitchen cabinets struggling to find or reach things go to shelfgenie.com austin shelf genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home shelf genie custom pull-out shelves everything in reach
Overwhelming. That's how the Williamson County Emergency Operations Director describes the number of fallen branches still needing to be cleaned up after the ice storm. As KXN's Mercedes Hernandez reports, county leaders have approved a new site to help crews keep up with the debris that just keeps piling up. In separate burn piles. Owen Woodard in Georgetown is still picking up weeks after the ice storm. This tree had two. That tree had one big one. These oak branches crashed down in the freeze. He says soon enough, they'll be fire fuel. I'm just going to get my little brush pile ready, and when it dries, I'll burn it. He's not the only one. This week, the Williamson County Commissioner's Court approved moving ahead with setting up a temporary burn site to manage massive overflow at other collection sites. To include the cities, we're at or near $12 million. Uh, and the majority of the damage is just the, the tree debris that you know everyone's facing right now. Director of Emergency Management Michael Shu says the county is working with TxDOT and state emergency managers to get rid of branches like this along county roads, which have kept crews busy. The amount of brush, I can't even give you a number on it. It's, it's so much. And our road and bridge teams, along with TxDOT, is going out and you know trying to recover all that debris. Shu estimates it could take a year until the county is fully recovered after the storm. So until then, it will keep picking up and locals like Woodard will too. In Georgetown, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And boy, there is a lot of picking up mm -hmm. to do for sure. It could be a couple of weeks before the burn box is up and ready to use. The county and the Texas Department of Emergency Management are surveying the land there. When it does open, it'll only be for city, county, and tech stop to use. And Kristen, speaking of burning, mm -hmm. I, I assume a lot of people in some areas, rural areas, might be gathering their things and burning yeah. them up. Is that dangerous at the moment, or how does that look right now? It's one of those things, if you can wait till tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be a much better day to do so, because yeah. we're still fighting a little bit of a wind gust here out of the north. Let me show you the current wind gusts. Every once in a while we see a little burst here, a little movement of wind that brings us up to 10, 15, even 20 miles per hour. We're seeing that now out in Rockdale at the moment. So like I said, I think tomorrow is going to be a better day to do so. It'll be easier. I think you'll feel better about it. So if you can wait till Saturday, that'll be a better day. Live look outside on your Friday evening. Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown showing a good amount of sunshine. Did you notice that today? A few high passing clouds, but nothing that'll hurt us. Temperatures are in the 40s and 50s area-wide. This is the one little snag in our forecast is the fact that it's pretty chilly out there and it gets cold tonight. So for your Friday night, do know 6 p.m. We're still in the low 50s. We get down to the 40s by the time we hit 8, 9 o'clock. And then overnight, eventually, those 40s turn to 30s. And yeah, we're talking another near widespread freeze. 33, that's my downtown low. But everybody else outside of the city, rural areas, low-lying spots, you're going to be even colder than that. So make sure the pets, the plants, and the people are all taken care of before you go to bed. North-northeast winds will be on the lighter side tonight. Let's get you into the weekend. Tomorrow, 57 degrees, but look at the jump. We go from 50s to 70s on Sunday. We're going to get stuck underneath that partly sunny sky, but it's not going to be all-day cloud, but it's not going to be all-day blue sky either. So these clouds are not going to drop anything on the way of rain on us yet. I think this kind of changes a little bit next week, though. Let me walk you through it. Monday, mixes sun and clouds. I think there could be a couple showers along the coast, but 
nothing here at home. So I know we've got President's Day on Monday. A lot of our kids are off of school. I think the park is going to be a good opportunity because our temperatures will be in the 80s next week. Tuesday, same kind of thing, but we'll be watching this storm system, which is going to hang out over the coast of the Southern California region over the next couple of days. And then eventually by next Tuesday, it gets closer to the state of Texas. This thing will probably cross the state, but it's moving fast. And that cold front's pretty weak. I'm expecting some spotty showers right now, but the rain chances on Wednesday are only at 20%. So it's not going to be a washout for us, but that right now is our best opportunity for rain. And most of our models really aren't showing much. I mean, a few hundredths of an inch, which we'll be grateful for. I'd like to see triple and quadruple these numbers, but it just doesn't look to happen. This would be between now and next Friday. So at the moment, I'm not seeing severe weather concerns and I'm not seeing anything in the way of flooding. We're just kind of watching the winds and the temperatures for the next week. We get down to 33 tonight, 57 tomorrow. 70s and some above freezing temperatures in the morning for the next several days. Breezy conditions Monday into Tuesday, and then we'll go into the windy conditions on Wednesday. Cold front is expected to move through Wednesday into Thursday. You can see those temperatures actually go from the 80s to the 70s, so not too bad. Hey, it's been so much fun hanging out with you guys in the evening, but I go back to my home in the mornings on Monday, and I just wanted to remind you we have a lot of fun in the week in the morning. So cakes in today. It starts at 430 to 7, and then if you have not checked out our weather and traffic, show in the CW Austin. It's a lot of fun too. And so I encourage you to do that Monday through Friday. We've got everything going for you and we kind of take it one step even further. So we talk in depth weather discussions. We spend four minutes on one topic. We go national weather, statewide weather, go green tips, all sorts of things. DVR if you're not up at that hour. And of course, we always post it on social media at Kristen Curry TV. You can follow me Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, Kristen. Just ahead, new rules coming for safer drinking water, and who says they need to roll out a lot faster to truly keep us safe? The EPA is inching closer to proposing new regulations to regulate PFAS in drinking water. Also known as forever chemicals, PFAS have been linked to things like cancer. And as Raquel Martin reports, environmentalists say the Biden administration needs to pick up the pace. PFAS is an urgent public health crisis. After years of environmentalists warning about the dangers of PFAS, a man-made chemical found in our water, soil, and air. The EPA is promising to release new rules declaring how much PFAS can safely be in drinking water in a matter of weeks. The EPA has followed the science. The science has shown that these chemicals are toxic. Melanie Binish with the Environmental Working Group praises the EPA for stepping up to protect families. But says she's concerned the White House is still delaying much-needed action. The Biden White House really needs to release that rule. It has been sitting with the Office of Management and Budget for now more than 100 days. Benish says the administration is already behind on several of its deadlines to tackle PFAS contamination, including standards to crack down on polluters. This is how PFAS gets into drinking water. It's how PFAS can get into uh, wastewater treatment facilities. It's really important to turn off the tap on those facilities. But the EPA insists it is making progress and following its PFAS strategic roadmap launched in 2021. They say they are not only pushing a new drinking water standard, but requiring companies test for PFAS in drinking water and have distributed $10 billion to help communities clean up contamination. After 2024, we don't know what the EPA's commitment is. And so the EPA really needs to follow through. In Washington, Raquel Martin. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. 
You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.